Hello, everyone. Welcome to an amazing episode of Out the Sa- <laughs> I can't speak of Outside the Studio. I am your host. My name is Tessa Tovar. I have a very special guest and friend with me today. Her name is Emily Robinson. I have been trying to um, get this scheduled with Emily for months, like since last year. I can't remember. It was like last summer, I think, Emily. So Emily uh, is a psychic energy healer and an intuitive coach, and that is going to be the topic at hand today, and we'll see where else the conversation takes us. But Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm super stoked about this. So Emily and I, um, we go back, uh, I guess, a few years. We, we kind of run in the same circles of the wellness and yoga realm in Portland, Oregon. And I first ran into her at uh, our dearly departed, uh, my favorite yoga studio, my like yoga home, Yoga Pearl is where I first encountered you, Emily. Um, and now she teaches with... Um, our amazing crew at Root Whole Body, but we were sitting down to tea one day um, and I didn't even realize that you had this like whole other life and career trajectory in the realm of um, psychic energy and and intuitive coaching. Um, And so that's really what I want to, this subject fascinates me because number one, I, I don't know that I completely understand it intellectually. And maybe that's I don't know. Maybe that's the point. Like, does anybody understand that intellectually or is it in innately because of the word intuitive or psychic, um, more of a felt experience. So I guess where I want to start, um, is could you, you mentioned before we hit recording that the psychic energy is very different than the intuitive coaching. Like these are two different terms. Do you want to start by kind of disseminating those two terms? Yeah. And actually I would say there are three, there are three, three sectors, right? So um, I call myself a psychic mm-hmm. and an energy healer and an intuitive coach. Um, and, and like I was saying earlier, they all kind of fall under this from my information, from my upbringing in this world, um, they all kind of fall under the umbrella of what a psychic is. Mm. And I, I broke them up in the way that they are because um, because they do also, they all have a little different, um, flair to them. So, um, when I was taught how to access my psychic abilities, um, the word psychic was described to me as perceiving energy. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people, when they think of psychic, there's, you know, people who, um, uh, you know, tell fortune, like tell your fortune, right. Yeah. That would be a picture that most people see, which, you know, reading energy or being psychic is you're reading energy, essentially, you're sensing energy, you're perceiving energy. Um, and there's different, there's different um, ways to perceive energy, mm-hmm. right? So when I say psychic on my, you know, website, it means that I'm reading energy through my third eye. So I'm seeing energy and I see it through images, mm-hmm. right? So um when you're dreaming, the images that you see, or um, when you're daydreaming, you know, like I could tell you or ask you right now to visualize an apple. And mm-hmm. would you, can you visualize an apple? Yes. Yes. So it's, it's not, and, and not everyone has that easy access to it, right? But that is 
being um, clairvoyant, that's seeing energy mm-hmm. through your third eye and not through your eyes, right? So that's reading energy. That's one aspect that I do. And then the energy healing is more about sensing. So that's another way to perceive energy, right? So you're sensing and feeling energy. So I would use my hands to feel the energy. And similar to like a massage, I would feel, I would, you know, right now I'm using my hands to feel the the energy of your aura, right? And so I might feel um, like a knot, like you would in a massage, or I would feel um, something that wants my hands just to stay there for a moment. And I use a specific vibration, a color, to help get the energy and movement. And I'll, and I, when I'm doing it online, I usually read it as well to help people get a better understanding. Does that feel like, um, I imagine it comes in different forms for different people, but does the sense of feeling a knot or something, or the um, message to stay somewhere longer, does that come in the shape or form of like a heat or is it like a felt sense in your belly or um, I don't know. How, how would you explain that felt sense? Yeah, it's um, could be all the above. I know for me, usually when I'm feeling energy, one is that my hands are drawn to that spot. Mm-hmm. So my hands just keep wanting to go back to that one spot. It's almost like a magnet. Um, and then also there's, it's almost like energy is kind of pushing up against it. It just feels like there's um, some resistance Um, I don't necessarily feel hot or cold in my hands as much as some people might. I feel more pressure, Mm. Um, but I will also, and this is true for people, you might feel it in your body and in your space. And I might um, say, oh, I don't feel like I feel nauseous. And there might be a kind of whatever that energy is might be kind of a gnarly energy that causes nausea, Mm. right? It might be something that's, that's, um, you know, have you, I, have you ever gotten a massage where you're getting, you know, some body work and then there's that knot or that spot and you're like, oh, I don't feel so good. And then it, then it kind of shifts. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, um, I think of it as like that somatic experience where the body is, is talking to you and in, in a very physical, tangible way. And it's like, you have no choice, but to respond, like your body just automatically responds for you. That's how I experience it. Yeah. And I will say it's interesting too, because when I'm doing energy healing, I'm working with the aura, the space around you, right? There's, we um, we're more than just our body and you may already know that, but I'm saying that just because some people might not, Um, but we're, our energy projects outside of us. Right. And so it's usually about, it could be anywhere from a foot to four feet, six Mm -hmm. feet um, around us, but I I'll sense that energy and, and, feel the energy and move the energy, but that energy as well affects your body, right? Because it's a a reflection or projection of your energy. So um, as I move the energy and work the energy outside of your space in your aura, then it will affect your body and help clear energy in your body as well. Mm, Gosh. Okay. There's so many questions I have as you're talking. I'm like writing things down. Remind, remind, remind you, remind myself to ask Emily about this. So (laughs) a couple of things I wanted to go back to, uh, you mentioned when you were taught, uh, uh, like when you started to learn how to access your psychic ability. (sighs) So what is the specific question? I want to hear that origin story. I want to hear like what pulled you towards that work. Um, like, did you have a personal experience yourself where you like had an intuitive um, thought that something came through or did you just stumble upon a teacher? Now I'm just like pontificating all these things that could have happened to you and I'll let you answer the question. 
Yeah, yeah, no, um, that's a great question. I wish I had this amazing story. I mean, I, I have a story. Um, I had been teaching yoga for, gosh, I started teaching yoga in 2001. I opened a yoga studio in Chicago in 2005. Um, it totally, I, it was, uh, I didn't know what I was doing. The energy, there's a lot of energy around failure around that space. I didn't know um, how to run a studio. And long story short, after, after I stepped away from running the studio, I was kind of lost and I wasn't sure what to do next. And um, a friend of mine who's a personal trainer introduced me to um, one of her clients that, was a, that is a psychic mm-hmm. um, who does this work. And so the woman ended up being someone I went to high school with. And she was the same age. We were like the same grade, which is super, super small world. Um, but she had started training in psychic work. And she said, I would love to um, give you a free uh, psychic session. And I said, no, <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> like that's weird. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'd already like done a little bit of like, I've gone to, I had gone to a healer before. So I had a little bit of information, but to me, that was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had been still stuck. Like I couldn't, I was, I had no direction. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And it kept on, it kept like, I kept on hitting that energy. So finally I went back to her and I said, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll, um, I will take you up on that. And so we worked together for, um, for maybe like six months or so. And I, the minute she started working with me, I was like, what is this? This is so cool. She did kind of a mix of psychic and energy healing, mm-hmm. which is kind of my, um, talent or my gift. I like doing both. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I wanted more of it because it just, it made so much sense to me. This, um, like she would, she would use her hands to feel my space and I could feel it so strongly. And then she would read these pictures and I was like, this makes so much sense. I want more. I want more. Mm -hmm. So eventually she led me to the school that she trained at. And, um, so I, I went and I had always, I was resistant the whole time. That's kind of my ammo of how I do things. And, um, but I, I stayed there for 10 years (laughs) and I, and I trained there. I taught there. Um, anything I could do with psychic energy healing work for 10 years. And then I moved here to Portland. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, the resistance piece to the, uh, like either having the experience of seeing a psychic yourself or, and, or going to a school to study and then to become a psychic. Um, what I feel, I feel so similarly about that. Also simultaneously intrigued. Like I've seen, um, I've only ever seen one like professional psychic and it was so funny. It was like for two minutes and it was like timed. It was the shortest experience I've ever had. But I think that like you're hitting on something that's so pertinent, which is like the resistance to, and maybe it's different for you, but at least for me, it was like, I'm so terrified of what I'm going to learn or what this person is going to see about me that I keep hidden in my closet, like a skeleton. Um, so it was terrifying and it, it was only two minutes long. And yet it was like, Whoa, I just felt like I got blown up from the inside out. 
and I haven't been back since because there is a sense of resistance, but there's, in addition to the fear, I think there's also this maybe healthy sense of skepticism. Um, so I was wondering if you could speak to that a little bit, uh, like, can we, we, can we pull on this thread of resistance, fear, skepticism around the realm of psychic healing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's curious. I have a question I want to ask you, but I don't yeah. know. If it's no, totally. like, go, go for it. Do you, do you feel like in that two minutes that you, that you got the reading or the information, did you get information that was pertinent, pertinent, or did it make sense to you? It landed with me in a, in a big way. And mm-hmm. I was left with so many questions. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, and I'm sure this is true across the board for most of us that seek this kind of healing or these kinds of, I'm using quotes, quote unquote answers, mm-hmm. because you don't get an answer. I, I believe um, I didn't get an answer. Certainly I got a mirror held up to me about what the issue was that I was facing um, and a question back to me, like, well, what's the deal with this thing here? And I was like, Oh God, you can see that. <laughs> Um, and then I was like, oh, thank God that two minutes was over. And I was just shaken to my core. <laughs> um, so did I answer your question? Now I got off on yeah. a tangent. Okay. Yeah. You said, so, so <laughs> you kind of answered your own question, which is funny. Cause she basically did the same thing or he or she did the same thing to you where you asked about the resistance. And I was curious if you got information that was helpful to you and yeah. you did. Right. Um, but I also, you touch base on something that is, I think is really important because I think a lot of people, they come to me or they come to a psychic, um, an energy worker, and it, it, I'm sure everyone does it differently. Mm-hmm. And that's where the intuitive coaching comes in hand. And I'll talk about that a little bit more, but um, psychic basically is just perceiving energy. So um, seeing clearly. So when I'm reading from my third eye, I'm just seeing clearly. So mm-hmm. if you were to come to me with a, um, a question or not even a question, if you were to come to me and just say, read me most likely I'll read something that just brings you clarity, right? So I'll, my goal is, and what happens to me, everyone reads a little different. So what happens to me a lot is I'll see the energy that you're handling. Mm -hmm. And then I will, I have, sometimes I have to say it first so I can get to the part of you that's you, right? Mm -hmm. So I might say, oh, I see that you're handling um, this pressure in your space to perform, to work really hard. And then I'll find your energy and I'm like, I'll see it as a color. Maybe it's yellow or pink. And it actually um, is totally, I just spit, is totally fine with um, not having the answers or um, being patient or, you know, just the energy of uh, what actually is your truth. So is that the color relates to the answer for you? say that again about the color, like pink and and yellow and what, how does that for you, how does that give you meaning in terms of interpreting a reading? So, um, and this is where there's maybe not an exact answer, but for my, for me, um, let's say when I'm looking at the energy you're handling, it's usually uh, maybe a vibration that isn't um, a color that actually resonates with a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might see it kind of like white or black or gray, just like, um, energy that's not body friendly, oh, okay. story. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, 
but then I'll, and, and, and then when I see a color, it's typically, I see it as like, I'll see your energy and I'm like, oh, it looks like you, like this is, I'll get kind of a yes, kind of a quick communication. Like, oh, this is Tessa's energy. Uh Um, and this is where her vibration. And also I can look at, let's say I see it as a yellow Mm -hmm. and I can just, the descriptive words, like it's a soft yellow, it's, um, a dreamy yellow. It's that all that, those descriptive energies describe the energy of the color. Does that make sense? So that helps me get more information about the image. And is it in terms of color, when you're saying it's not a body friendly color, or maybe it is a body, I don't know if it is a body friendly color, if that happens, is it kind of like a, a match with the essence of that person being alignment with their soul? is or if they're like out of alignment with their soul or out of alignment with their path or the things that they're running up against yeah um there's a lot of infra- there's a lot of questions in there there are a lot of questions yes. in there. <laughs> i have a tendency to do that i'm sorry no this is great because it has gives me something to like work with but um so that you can have you can have your soul essence be one color vibration mm-hmm. You can also bring in colors to help shift, right? So um, mm-hmm. like you can wear different colors to help change your vibration, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to wear pink because you, you know, you want to evoke a certain energy or you're feeling like you want to wear yellow today or, you know, all that colors are definitely responding to vibration. Mm-hmm. Your, your essence of you or your spirit might be, um, let's say, purple, but you may want to bring in different colors to play with, um, to, you know, like colors can represent like abundance or, um, certainty or love, you know, those are all different colors you can bring in that might not be your soul essence. Right. But they're Mm -hmm. energies that you're playing with, but then there are, yeah, there are colors that are not, um, body friendly, like silver, for example, is kind of an high, high vibration that um you might people might want to tap into but it it kind of is too hard on the body hmm. interesting the whole nother like, i feel like it's a whole nother story but um <laughs> oh this is so cool okay so i have a one more color question maybe it might be two more color questions okay. we'll see how it comes out of my mouth <laughs> um so okay when you said the word purple this is what i found really interesting I had like a visceral reaction in my body. And then I was thinking, oh, I've been having this aversion to purple lately. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea if that means anything. Um, but I'm curious what you think about that. Yeah. So that, again, there's a lot of information in that. It could. So the thing is the energy, right? And this is why you say, you said at the, the question that you asked at the beginning is like how to explain it. Mm-hmm. Energy is constantly changing. Like it's, it could mean anything, but when you're asking that question, how I see it sometimes is because um, you can, so you can do color healings, right? So I could have like, um, have you run purple? Have you run red? Have you run all these colors? And when I have someone do that, if I'm teaching a, a course on that, it helps you clear the energy that's blocking you from this, this, that's around that color, right? So there might be something about that color that um, maybe you had trauma or maybe you had a bad experience or maybe you had um, or some other energy is blocking you from um, 
having a um, connection with it mm. or a, a, a not positive, but it just lights up when you're in, uh, when a color is kind of presented to you, it just, it will stimulate energy that, that you're ready to move through, ready to clear. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Um, yes, okay. <laughs> I do have a second part and then we can move on from the color conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the second part is, as I think about color, I think often about the chakra system because each uh, major of the seven chakras has a, a associated color. So, um, like we could go on with this purple analogy. I think, oh, well, is there a problem with my, uh, third eye or crown chakra, um, like, am I having an aversion to a higher state of being or collective consciousness? You know, I kind of go into this realm of like, well, how does that relate to the chakra system? Or is it even relevant? Because when you're talking about trauma and and we're talking about like uh, characteristics of colors or um, like being able to heal with colors, how would we unlock the, how would we unlock the trauma around having an aversion to the color purple? Well, a couple things, again, <laughs> there's, I feel like there's no one answer. This is how I used to answer questions when I was growing up, multiple, multiple answers. There'd always be like, well, this could be it. Mm-hmm. But um, so if you were to do it on your own, mm-hmm. I would say, um, ask yourself, why do I feel an an adverse reaction to this? What is it? And then you might feel it in your body. Like I feel nauseous. Why do I feel nauseous? Um, Or it reminds me of this person or um, it reminds me of this experience or I don't know. And then um, if it's something where you're just, you're not getting an answer, you might need to go to a healer or psychic and say, I'm experiencing this um, around this color. Um, that's very specific and it would be, it, it's great if people ask those questions, but people don't necessarily have that specific of a question. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something definitely I could look at. And also in regards to the chakras, the way I was taught is that, um, and this is where I've handled some energy myself is that the chakras don't necessarily resonate that vibrate at those colors. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, a very general scale, Mm -hmm. but typically most people's chakras are handling all these other energies. So, um, they don't always resonate at that color. Sometimes I'll see people's chakras all at the same color. Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes I see, uh, or if they run red in their first chakra, let's say they'll get a healing from it, even if it's not the color that they're always at, at that, at that vibration or at that chakra. Mm, that's so interesting. Gosh, how cool. Uh, I'm like, I wish I could see what Emily's seeing right now. <laughs> I want to crawl into your brain and look out from your eyes. No, <laughs> it's a little, little weird. Um, <laughs> anyways. So, okay. I promised you that was the last question about color, unless there's anything else you want to say about it, but I would like to talk. Um, and I, I, I it sounds like what you're saying about psychic energy healing and intuitive coaching that yes, there are kind of like three approaches or two different categories, but also they, they must overlap in the way that you work with them. Um, 
And so uh, on the subject of intuitive coaching and intuition in general, I think um, it's such a big topic, right? Here's what I'm um, experiencing as I look outward in the world. And I definitely notice this within myself. So maybe that's why I see it outward because I experience it in myself, which is that there's such a disconnect between the intellectual process of thinking and decision-making and um, the ability to access the intuition in terms of decision-making and kind of processing information Mm. for me. I I don't feel like I'm alone in that. (laughs) So, and I often, you know, because when I'm teaching, I'm like um, talking about these concepts a lot and, you know, we teach what we need to learn. I believe that so firmly. So this is definitely a lesson for me. I think the question I have for you is why do you think there's such a big disconnect or do you think there's such a big disconnect between intuition and intellect? Yes, I do. I think our, and this is a very general statement. So if someone wants to question me, I'm totally open to it. But um, I do think our society is very analytical. Um, I think it's shifting. We're definitely seeing more of intuition, psychic energy work um, over the last 20 years. Um, I think part of it is gosh, this is such a big question. So there's the way I was trained or yeah, the way I was trained is there's two different parts of the brain, right? There's the analyze, the analytical part, the analyzer, and then there's the, the center of head, which is the part that sees clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people's center of head is kind of shut down. Um, and that's why, why I do the trainings that I do teach people how to access that part of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, <sighs> Some people, I think, and I'll just use an example, like people will get, will wonder why, why does, why isn't so-and-so calling me? Like, I mm-hmm. thought we had something and, you know, now they're not calling me and they want to sit and analyze it instead of just realize that actually maybe the communication is they're not interested or the communication is that um, this isn't the right time, right? I think people want to try to analyze things because they're hurt or they don't know how to process it or they don't know how to move on or they don't know what to do with that energy. Does that make sense? So um, instead of just kind of moving on, letting go of that energy and moving forward, people want to sit there and um, try to figure it out. Um, So I do think there's this, uh, I'm trying to see how to approach it. And I'm sure there's so many different ways to approach it, right? Like you said, it's such a big question. It's a big topic. And um, I'm sure there's multiple answers, you know? <laughs> right, right. I mean, to analyze something, you can analyze something and then you can also just look at the energy of it, right? And it mm-hmm. and it, um, it doesn't have to be so hard, but um, I think emotions get involved mm-hmm. and get involved and people have a hard time being neutral to things. Mm-hmm. which is essentially when you're, when you're reading from the center of your head or when you're, when you're seeing clearly, it's a very neutral, it can be a very neutral space and, and people when, get offended by that. Yeah. Well, and when you say neutral, do you experience, do you experience that as free of emotion? It doesn't have to be. Okay. 
but there are different, yeah. I mean, this is a whole nother subject. There are different places where people work from, right? So some people might be working from their womb and they just want to take care of everybody. Mm. Um, which is very common with women, right? Well, with wombs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. And if you don't know how to shift, and this is, I've ch- been challenged by this too. If you can be, you can be in the center of your head and be neutral to the fact someone is suffering, but also you, it, you may not, it might be more harmful to you to take care of them than it is for you to let them have their own journey. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. A hundred percent. It makes yeah. sense because I've done that a million times. <laughs> I feel like I've been learning that lesson since I was um, a wee one, uh, you know, and as you said, I think it's, it is a common experience um, as a collective body of women. Um, so the, you're right. Emotion is definitely a separate topic. And I'm hoping we can dive into that a little bit as it relates to intuition, because I'm wondering what you think about the idea that, you know, I think about like I central, when I try to tap intuition and it's so hard for me to do, it's a practice just like anything else. Um, It's one that I've spent the majority of my life ignoring, listening to my intuition. So now as an adult, trying to tap into it. I'm just, I feel like I'm just woefully out of practice. And so I think about it as existing physically in my body and my stomach. That's where I visualize this intuition existing. <laughs> and then I think about um, my emotions also kind of existing there, depending on the emotion. Um but I, th- I think about that, like, uh, again, that somatic experience of how do I tap my intuition? How do I know when I'm making that decision from a place of an intuitive wisdom? And I don't think that I have mastered that yet by any stretch of the imagination. I think I feel, I think I've maybe had like moments where I was able to tap that a little bit. Um, but I'm wondering how you... Uh, I mean, if you want to say anything about what I just said, please feel free to interrupt me. Um, but I do have a follow-up question, I guess. Um, I guess I would say, again, kind of under the the umbrella of being a psychic, intuition, and that's a whole nother, I feel like we use words to make things more pal- palatable, mm-hmm. right? So um, intuition is more palatable for most people than psychic. Mm-hmm. But even intuition is a specific is is located in a specific area in your psychic anatomy, and I don't see it as your um, gut. Mm-hmm. But I will say, having a gut like reading, like uh, sensing your gut instinct, right, or having that energy that's a psychic that's perceiving energy. You're perceiving energy some way, so it's not wrong. It's just um, a different way of perceiving energy. And I think that's some place that you can talk to, right? So mm-hmm. learning how to get really clear of what does this mean? Like, what, what, what are you telling me stomach? Or what is, what is this um, vibration I'm experiencing? Mm-hmm. I also will want to say too, is that I don't know anyone in the psychic world that I have studied with, that I've worked with, that does this perfectly. Cause it's, <laughs> it's, um, to me, the whole, the whole experience of being on this world is, is a playground of, 
of working with energy. Think of like energy, like as clay, right? So some days you just get it right. And then the other days you're like, oh, okay. So I misread that, or I needed to go into that to get information to go out of it. Mm-hmm. Like the way I think we think we see things on one level is that if someone does this, then they're successful. But sometimes it's, you need to, for me, one of the things that I do is I'll go into things and completely like fail and learn from it. And that will be the way I get information on an energetic level. Mm -hmm. Like I might be drawn to go somewhere to go into something, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is here. I don't know if this is the thing, but I know I need to go into this so I can get more information. Mm -hmm. Right. And the more I go into it, the more information I'll get. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, I guess what I'm saying, there's no perfect picture of it from my experience. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it is just learning and growing. The whole experience of being a psychic in this world is working with energy and learning and growing from it. Mm -hmm. It's not about like mastering it in my head. There might be someone that that's their, that's their path. Mm -hmm. Um, But every psychic I know is you go through something, you experience, you learn, you go through the growth period of it, you digest it, and then you move forward. And then you go kind of through another lesson. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's helpful. It's a nice reminder, I'm sure for all of us, in particular for me. (laughs) I mean, I'm always like that. There's no end point for me until I die, right? Is because I'm always learning and growing. So what I say now might change in a year from now. Mm-hmm. This is what I know for now. This is my experience. Yeah. You only know what you know, right? Right. Right. And you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's a quote from a podcast I did with a meditation teacher, Kelly Smith, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, actually. Anyways, I just love that quote because it's so true. For so sure. <laughs> I'm curious how you would go about, okay, let's, we could use me for, as an example, like, uh, you have a new client and your client's telling you the things that I've told you, like, I can't access my intuition um, or I rarely can. And I just feel like there's this disconnect between intuition and intellect, and it's really causing problems in my decision-making process. Mm-hmm. How would you go about um, teaching somebody to tap their intuition? Yeah. So um that's where the intuitive coaching would come in. Um, I do offer every so often I offer uh, programs that help like a, a group class or a seminar um, to help people um, learn how to access their psychic abilities. But if I were to do it one-on-one, if you were to come to me with that question, I would put it under the box of intuitive coaching. So you would say that, and then I would, I would most likely read it. So I look at the energy and read the energy. What is blocking you from being able to access that? And it might be, I see that there's an energy in your third eye that's not yours, that's in the way that's interference. I may see what it is. I might not. It depends on what I need to do to help get that energy and movement. My whole goal for you would be to help get that energy and movement so we can access that part of you. And then, um, we so that might be one session, might mm-hmm. do some healing work. And then the next session we work together and I, I'll put you in meditation and help you start to learn how to access that part of you and um, tap into that and become more comfortable with your um, ability to see clearly, let's say, to, to be able to trust that part of you, to be able to make decisions. Um, and then that might light up some other stuff uh, that 
uh, we might need to address, right? Like, even though I'm looking at all the energies moving right now, so I'm looking at it as, as, as I'm talking to you about it, but then it looks like it like lights up energy in the body. So then I might need to do an energy healing, mm-hmm. right? So we do a little meditation, uh, kind of like uh, the somatic experience, right? Let's tap into this part of you. What are you noticing? What color, um, and then see if you're able to pick up on what you're noticing. And I can get a read for how much, how far or how advanced you are in it or how like, if it, you're at kind of ground zero with it, we might just need to start with some basic tools and I might need to help you by doing some healing work, right? So helping mm-hmm. clear the energy. Mm-hmm. So the intuitive coaching is a little bit of everything depending on what that person needs. Mm-hmm. So some, some people want a little bit of... Um, more information on how do they access certain things. Other people need help going through transition. Um, so it is a mix of all the tools in my toolbox that I can help that person um, get closer to their truth. Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, I love it. I'm ready to, to um, schedule a session with you right now. <laughs> Um, so I have a, no, I'm serious, but I do have a follow-up question, not, not necessarily follow-up question, but an adjacent question about psychic energy healing. And, um, because I keep in my mind, this loop keeps playing about how does that relate to tarot reading? Um, I often think of, you know, you'll see signs for, um, uh, psychic healing, like on a sandwich board. And, um, oftentimes you'll see that like underneath or on top of tarot reading. Mm -hmm. So are these two things completely separate or do they sometimes overlap? How do they relate? Do you know? Yeah. Well, it's just another tool to read energy. Some people are really good at reading tarot cards. um, And I just, it wasn't part of my training Mm -hmm. and I, I love it when people read tarot cards for me, I have friends that are really into it and it's fun. Sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't. And if it doesn't, I just, I'm not too concerned. Um, I'll get something out of it. Uh, that's, that's for me when I uh, get information about energy, it might not be a hundred percent, but there's some like a nugget of truth in it. I'm like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. This part of me makes sense. Um, so I do, I do, there is, it's just another way of reading. People just are using a, a different medium. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm sure there are people out there that read tarot that just like any psychic that not everyone is, is going to be a good fit for you or for sure, you know, yeah. Some people are just really gifted and other people might not be a good fit just like in anything. Yeah. I always, it always reminds me of finding a really good therapist. I'm, I'm a serial, uh, I've been in therapy since I was five. So And I've had a lot of different experiences with many different um, types of therapy, like talk therapy, somatic therapy, EMDR. Um, There's this, I don't know if it's new, but it's new to me. There's this new um, modality called emotional hygiene, which does a lot of somatic based therapy also kind of related to talk therapy, but very different. So I'm not sure where I was going with that, but <laughs> there it is. But also what comes from to mind for me when you say that um, is that you sounds like you're really interested in he- like healing modalities and yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So I love that you 
it looks like, I think, you know, you work with someone for a while and then you might have already kind of used up that, that information, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, you get what you need to get from that person. You digest it yeah, and then you go on to kind of a different modality or a different person to get more information. Yeah. There's just so many. Yeah. That, I guess that was the point that there's just so many different types of healing tools out there that, you know, it's just like, does it work for you right now? Great. And then maybe you learned your lesson and you get to move on. And that's also great. Um, uh, let's see. So I want to be mindful of our time. I think maybe we have time for like one or two more questions. Uh, and so I'm wondering, gosh, it's such a different landscape to be working in and, and being a healer in these days in 2022, how has, how have things changed for you, um, over the past couple of years living through the pandemic? Um, when did you move to Portland from Chicago? Was that a while ago? 2018, 20, okay. 2018, I think it was. Okay. So you got here and then you had a couple of years and like, um, quote unquote normal, <laughs> and then the world kind of shut down and, um, like you have your own business. What has it been like for you to, to work through these tumultuous times. Yeah. You know, it's been interesting. It definitely, I feel like I hate to say it, you know, it, it's been a blessing in disguise mm. in a way because I, I've, I've been wanting to go off on my own for a while. Um, but I also am very, um, I can be very introverted and very sensitive and I like kind of being under the umbrella of other people's, mm. you know, just not just to be on my own sometimes. Um, but, and I had worked at the yoga studio that I had met you at and I, it, I had, it it had been a year. I'd been there a little over a year and I felt finally set and built my clientele and things were moving. And I had built this yin and energy healing event that I really loved that was going really well. And then everything shut down and I lost everything work-wise. I lost working with the people that I was working with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did, it, I felt like I was presented with here. This is what you've wanted. You know, mm-hmm. you've been wanting this for a while. You've been trying to do it for a while. And so 2020 was a lot of creating and destroying like trial and error because I was, I've, I've spent the last 15 years under the tutelage of this, this work that I've done, but under someone else's control in a way, or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to say control. And I've been really playing with what's important to me. And for me, like personal development is really important. Writing is really important. That wasn't part of my, my um, teaching education. So I've been bringing that in a little bit more. Um, and then I've tried things and they totally have failed. And so it's been, you know, two years of, let me see if this works. Let me see if this works. And the thing that's really kind of come together is the intuitive coaching aspect of it, because, you know, just doing psychic work and reading somebody is one thing, but I love healing. But then when I do healing, I'm like, but I want to read, you know? So <laughs> I, I was like, oh, why don't I just put it all together? And, um, you know, cause I get a lot of clients who are like me that like to talk a lot. And so I, the intuitive coaching is a great place for them just to, you know, say everything they want to say. And then I read and we kind of go back and forth my traditional, the way I was brought raised in this world is you do a reading and there's no back and forth. It's really, you do the reading, you give them the information and then, um, and then they're, you send them on their way. Mm -hmm. 
But for me, when I was going through that before, I was so new to that. I just had no idea what to do with this information. Like, what do you mean? I don't like kind of what you said. You, you had two minutes of someone saying this. Um, so I like the intuitive coaching because I don't have your answers necessarily, but I can help work with the energy kind of give you, you know, hear you say it, read it, you know, use all these tools to help kind of clear the path so you can find your information or find your answers. Yeah. So that's what I feel like has been evolving is that, that aspect of my business, Mm. but it's not easy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there's that, I still resonate with what you're saying in terms of like, it's so nice in, in a way it's more comfortable to be under the umbrella of somebody else's business. Right. And like, you get to just show up and do your work and then you go home. And so I so resonate with that. Like, okay, the world's pushing me in this direction of breaking out of my own, um, showing up for myself and, um, and showing the world what it is that I have to offer. It's terrifying. And also it takes this incredible dedication and commitment and consistency day after day to continue to show up for yourself because there's no one else. There's no boss hanging over your head saying, Tessa, Emily, you've got a deadline here. You've got to get this done. I mean, we create our own roadmaps and timelines and they're, they're self-enforced, right? So it's, it's a challenging, the, the role of entrepreneur um, and sole business owner is it's so rewarding, but it's so challenging. Um, so yeah, thank you for speaking to that. Okay. So I do want to ask one last question and I think I want to go with the question. Okay. So let's imagine, imagine yourself as, um, like on your deathbed Hmm. and in a, in a very sweet way, just kind of reflecting over your life. Um, however you, you want that moment to be like your final moments in this physical plane, in this body. And you have the opportunity to give from that place, from that future place, you have the opportunity to give your current self some advice. What advice would you give yourself? Mm, That's a deep question. Made me want to cry. I was like, Oh, that's so beautiful. I think death is such a spiritual experience. Mm. Um, I mean, I haven't actually been in that. Uh, gosh, what would I want to say to my, my future self to on my deathbed to this, this, this part of me? Mm. Let me take a moment to think about it. Please do. Yeah. two things come up. It makes me really teary eyed. It's really beautiful, but it's really simple. Um, Be yourself. Mm. And then the other one is the same thing, essentially be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. There's, yeah, I think um, it's so easy for me to hide Mm -hmm. and uh, so easy for me to forget who I am Mm. and gets, um, mm. but we all have something you need to offer, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I just, 
thank you for saying that. Uh, I think it's an important message for all of us to embrace and remember and be reminded of. I, uh, yeah, thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Emily, it's been such a joy. I really appreciate your time and sharing your experience and your teachings. I guess I do have one final question and that is where can people go to find out more information about you and connect with you? I, my website is Emily Robinson yoga at this, at this point it might change cause I'm more than yoga, but uh, yeah, www.emilyrobinsonyoga.com. I'm on Instagram. Gosh, I should know this. Um, I believe it's Emily psychic. 22. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. And that, yeah, those are the best two places to reach me. Okay, great. Well, and um, if for whatever reason, the, the website changes, we'll make sure we link the correct and updated website in our show notes section. Um, and the same with Instagram so people can reach out. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate this was lovely. Mm, likewise. Yeah. Everyone, that concludes another amazing episode of Outside the Studio. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you learned something new, maybe remembered something old, maybe felt inspired to apply something to your life. My, <laughs> you can hear my dog in the background. She's doing a little happy dance. Um, so Daisy enjoyed it. Anyhow, I wanted to just pop in here to wrap us up to say a couple of things. Number one, I have such an amazing team that helps me put these podcasts together. Without them, I wouldn't you know, be able to bring these amazing conversations to you. So thank you to my producer, my director of creative services, my sound editor, my um, engineer, Consistency Media don't know what I would do without you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the amazing creation and artistic musical genius Drew Lovern. Thank you so much for putting together this music for specifically for outside the studio. So unique to the show. Only place you're ever going to hear it is right here. Thanks you guys. You make my world go round. Stay well, everyone. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, share on the socials, especially if it's a show that you think, hey, this could help somebody else. That's what this is all about, right? We're sharing information so that we're better, um, so that we're inspired, so that we're lifting each other up and we're learning how to be in this world, living on this planet to the best of our ability, sharing information and inspiring one another. And that's my hope. That's my hope for the show. Take care.